Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, folks. Troy Dooley here, the Beachside CEO, and I do apologize for being late. We had an interesting thing happen on the island this morning. <clears throat> Not a cloud in the sky. The sun is up, but a transformer either blew or somebody hit it. So all the clocks, all the electricity, all that good stuff on the golf side of the island actually just went off. So trying to get back up on the air, do the emergency thing when there's not a million uh, hurricanes and rains coming makes it just a tough harder, but we are up, and we are at them. I am shaking up my way beyond glutathione protein for this morning. Been out and at them. Hey, man, we're just having a great time. We're going to have the newscast up later today. There's a lot of great things happening over the weekend. One of the main things is I get to see... My second grandchild, my grandson, I should say, this weekend, Dalton and his family's coming into town. We're going to be barbecuing up some of that good Rostelli food and just having one heck of a good time. You know, just, I mean, it is just rocking. And uh, we, are, we are glad to be here. We're in uh, Simon Sinek's book, and it is, uh, it is amazing. And we're going to be in Chapter 5. Um, hang on, just let me finish this up. It is going to rock, and uh, we're setting here today. It, I tell you, it's been busy ever since I announced that Paige and I were going back out into the field to build Ocean Avenue. Uh, it has been crazy. The shows are up. Everything's up. God is blessing, and uh, and it's all Him. I cannot take any credit. But we're in Chapter Four. I said five, but Chapter Four. This is not option. Or no, excuse me, this is not opinion, it's biology. And we're talking about why. Start with the why, how great leaders inspire everyone to take action. Now, if you've been in a home-based business, network marketing, any of that, you literally, you've heard this, but yet a lot of times I don't think it sinks in is what happens. And for me, I, I mean, I kept seeking and seeking and seeking it out. I kept looking for... What is the why? Is that truly my purpose? Is that my mission as I learned in the Marine Corps? You know, what is it? And Simon just puts it in layman's terms, I think, is what it is, and backs it up with facts. And it's interesting because <clears throat> you've got to buy the book. You can go to startwithwhy.com, buy his book, because in Chapter 4 he uses a cartoon from Dr. Seuss. And the cartoon's about the uh, the sneakers, snitchers, S-N-E-E-T-C-H-E-S. I never was a big Dr. Seuss fan, but obviously my kids are. But the, the, the snickers, from what I can understand, is some had stars and some did not. And those that, that didn't have stars wanted stars. But the only person that benefited from them getting stars was the guy that actually sewed them onto their chest. Now think about this for a minute. Because this is important, <coughs> very important. When you, when you want something so bad because somebody else has got it, if you're in the Christian world, then it's, you know, it's envy. But it's not, it, it's not envy in this situation. What it is is the need to belong, and usually it's to belong to something bigger than you are. I joined the Marine Corps January 13th, 1982, because I wanted to belong 
to the few and to the proud. I wanted to belong to an organization that was the smallest branch of service in the military, and very few people were accepted, let alone graduated. See, they call them one percenters. Some of the other one percenter organizations are the Green Berets, the Airborne, Scout Snipers, Force Recon, Special Ops, SEALs, the Infidels, a one percenter biker club, many of the one percenter. Everybody wants to belong. And I don't want to leave the ladies out. Not just those that have joined the military, but the Red Hat Society is a one percenters organization for females. We all want to belong to something bigger than we are. We choose our churches, our fraternities, our social clubs, because we want to belong to something bigger than ourselves. Simon says this, As with so many things Dr. Seuss explained best, the snitchers perfectly capture a very basic human need, the need to belong. Our need to belong is not rational, but it is, consist- it is constant that exists, uh, that exists across all people in all cultures. It is a feeling we get when those around us share our values and our beliefs. When we feel like we belong, we feel connected and we feel safe. As humans, we crave the feeling and we seek it out. It's interesting. Feeling. It could be, you could, I, I guess you could change the word feeling with experience. We want to experience something bigger than ourselves. That's a debate, actually, that's been inside the conservative Christian movement for several years. You have those that have created what we called in the early days seeker-friendly churches, what we call church for the real world in my case, what we might call church for an unchurched world. And these staunch conservative Christians that love God, don't get me wrong here, but they'll say it's not about a feeling, it's about something else. And they never smile in church, they never, you know, want to sing or celebrate. You see a kid running through the church and they'll say, stop running in church, this is God's house. As if God doesn't let his children run through his freaking house. Have they ever read about heaven? They ever read about David? playing the harp, dancing all over the place, singing at the top of his voice? Have you ever read about Solomon? I mean, heck, Solomon in God's house actually had a bunch of concubine and wives. I mean, no telling what kind of activity was going on in God's house. And you may say, Troy, you're, 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 you're going down a rabbit trail. No, I'm not. Because it's all about belonging to something bigger than we are. And people switch churches. They switch denominations. They switch social clubs. They switch fraternities, sororities, colleges, sports teams, network marketing companies. Because they don't feel like they belong. They want to belong to something bigger, better. It is in our DNA Well, we're not happy. Now, people will take it to the, well, I don't feel happy, Troy, in my marriage. I saw this hottie walking across the bar when I was half drunk and decided I should have her instead. Okay, don't be asses. you got to look deep. you got to try to figure out why did I get into the situation in the first place. 
Too many people fail and quit in a home-based business, not just network marketing. I'm talking with all kinds of home-based businesses. Because they were manipulated into joining. I was on the phone yesterday with a dynamic leader in network marketing. Made a boatload of money and had great success in the party plan arena. And she said to me, Troy, what kind of... uh, of buy-in is the team promoting? And I said, heck, I am the team. I've been blessed to set at the top, and we're not promoting any type of buy-in except what you feel is best for you. I said, if you feel like Ocean Avenue is the company for you, then you need to decide at what level you feel comfortable coming in and what you and your family plan on doing. That's not my decision to make. It's not about me creating some fallacy in a money story by manipulating people to join at some cockamamie level. See, a lot of times in network marketing, we don't get what Simon's talking about, and we use manipulation in order to make people do what we want them to do. And see, we can't do that. What we have to do is we have to understand something. Our desire to feel like we belong is so powerful that we will go to great lengths, do irrational things, and often spend money to get that feeling. Now, knowing that, here's what happens. People find a company... They get with a leader that understands this, but instead of inspiring people to do what they're supposed to do, they manipulate us into doing something that we don't feel like doing. And what happens is deep in our gut, we know it's not the right decision, but we do it anyway. We don't follow the feeling in our gut. And and by the way, those gut feelings that you get are actually connected to the brain. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Let me share a story with you. And maybe this will help some of you that that listen to me understand something. It was the 1960s. My mom had been under a lot of freaking stress in her life. I mean, at that time I didn't even understand the stress. Now that I'm an adult and and we've become not just mother and son but, but best friends and she shares so much. I've watched over the years as stress has piled up on her and she's taken it and then she'd release it and then she'd take it and then she'd release it. But when she was a young girl and she was in her 20s, knowing now her history from the time that she was just knee-high to a grasshopper, lost her dad at a very young age, 14 I think it was, going through a dysfunctional and, and, and blended family as the experts call it today, she just went through hell. So by the time she met my dad and they got married and my brother and I were hanging out, it just got to her. I mean, it just freaking got to her, and she had a a, a small, just nervous breakdown. And here's what happened. One day I get called out of school and told that I've got to go and get some medical treatment. So I go down to to, heck, I couldn't even tell you, I think it was Western Missouri Mental Health. And thank goodness they didn't shave my head, or I might not even have had the head of hair I had later. But what they did was they glued a bunch of electron wires, if you will, into my head to see if I was had some kind of mental disorder. Now, it was kind of freaking, kind of weird, kind of cool, all in the same, I mean, shoot, man, I'm like five, six years old, so it was kind of rocking, you know. And they did all these tests, and then they come back, and, you know, I think the... Worst case scenario is I had ADD, and my teachers could have told them that in the beginning. They just didn't know what it was called. Back then, they just said, you're a pain in the freaking butt. But here's the scoop. 
as I got to be a teenager and I started thinking back through this, and my mom started sharing things with me. I started going on a quest to study the brain, to see how the brain interacts with, with my faith, with my business, with the way that I am. And what I've learned about that, and in what Simon kind of talks about here, is the fact that the brain, the nervous system, the way that we are made up actually is what focuses us in moving forward. And it's feelings that we're looking at. Now, the reality or the, or the fantasy of those feelings, we kind of make that up as we go along. That's the bizarre thing about the brain. But because it is inside of our DNA, it's biological. And our desire to feel like we belong is so powerful that we will go to any lengths. We will do inter, in, in, irrational things. What's happened is the companies have learned about that. Every pixel that you see on the TV screen in an ad is there specifically to manipulate. Sales techniques are, are there to, to help us be manipulated. Sadly, in some cases, even spiritual preaching is done the same way. And it's because they understand that one of the basic human needs is for us to belong to something bigger than we are. See, our natural need to belong also makes us good at spotting the things that we don't want to belong to. But sometimes because of our irrational behavior, we will jump early on. I remember when my mom wanted to belong so bad, she joined the Jehovah's Witnesses. It was a little church down around the corner. They made her feel good, and, and they were friendly as all get out but quickly learn that that's not what we want to belong to. See, we cannot, even the 20% that are, that are analytical people that think with the other half of their brain, that say, it's not about a feeling, it's just about reality, don't realize that even that in and of itself becomes a feeling. See, we want to belong so bad, sometimes we can't even put it into words. We, we, we try to figure it out. It's like, it's like marriage. Hey, why did you marry that girl? Well, she, she's my better half. You know, well, I, I just can't put it into words, but there's something there. I'll tell you why I married my wife. She gave me a feeling that for the first time I felt in my heart, hey, this is really the right one. She was the first girl. It wasn't about getting her into bed. It was about building the relationship with her. And 25 years later, now that's 25 years of marriage. You've got to understand, we have been together now for half of our lives. We are 48. We got together at 14. Let's see what that, let's see, 48, 14. That, yep, that's for 34 years. I've been with that woman more than I've been with any other woman in my life. Not because she's my, my other half. It's because she actually completed me. She, she filled that feeling that I was looking for. And then I made a covenant pact, and we've been together ever since. See, this is what draws us to leaders. It's what draws us to organizations. We're looking for people that have the same values that we do. 
But what we have to understand is that that gut decision isn't in our stomach. See, when we start learning the, the principles of the golden circle, and we talked about this yesterday, as much as it's, it's about communication, the principles are deeply grounded in, in truly the evolution of the human being. And I'm, look, don't go down that path. Some of you that don't understand that, yes, Christians do believe in a microevolution. Just study it. There's a difference between macro and micro. This is important. It's in our DNA. It's the power of our why. Bob Bodine talks about that, the power of the who. Okay, how, Who you want to surround yourself with is connected to the why because it's not an opinion. It's literally in the biology. Okay, The newest area of the brain, this is the brain that, that, that is the youngest part. It, it's maturing as you grow. It's called the homo sapien brain. And it's inside the, the neocortex. And it corresponds at the what level. And, and it's the what. This is why you, you see, uh, like detergent companies, well, we did a test and people said they want whiter clothes. You know what? There was a bigger test done. And what happens is people pull their clothes out of the dryer and they smell it. And if it smells fresh and those, those aromas get into the brain, then the feeling of feeling clean is more powerful than if the clothes are white. They just want to make sure that they're clean. See, the neocortex is responsible for the rational analytical thought and, and, and the language, if you will. The middle two sec sections comprise the limbic brain, and the limbic brain is responsible for our feelings. That's the trust and the loyalty. It's responsible for all human, human behavior and all of our decision-making. But it has no capacity for language. See, it doesn't understand what's being said. It understands the feeling. So when we communicate, now listen, this is big, and I know it's deep, but when we communicate from the outside in, when we communicate the what we do first, people can understand vast amounts of what we're saying. That's just the way we are. That's the way we communicate. That's the way we're trained. That's why we understand facts, figures, math, and all that stuff. But that doesn't drive behavior. That's why kids sit in classrooms, mathematicians sit there, it doesn't drive behavior. But when one of those mathematicians figures out a new equation, a new algorithm that will make a supercomputer or make a spaceship fly to the moon, then that inner part of the brain, the limbics, that starts to motivate them, that moves them. See, this is great, because the limbic, that part of the brain that feels no capacity for language, that's what makes people do things. Sadly, this is the disconnection, because people don't, have, they don't get it, so they can't put it into words. They just know what they're feeling. And when they feel it, it explodes their actions. That's important. Have you ever wondered, I mean, sit there and ask your spouse, hey, why'd you choose me over someone else? It's going to be tough for them to rationalize this unless they've really gone through some of the studying that I've done and others have done because you, you really are looking for the answer. And a lot of times they'll say, man, it was just a gut feeling. Well, that gut feeling is coming from the internal side of the brain. People say, Troy, you, you joined Ocean Avenue two years Great companies. You, you've, you've earned the trust of it. Why? 
because it gave that gut feeling page and I were looking for that acceptance that that being a part of something bigger than we are wanting to change the world not just about the money not just about the products it was about family it's what Seth Godin says forming the tribe and that did it See, our limbic brain is so powerful. It's powerful enough to drive our behaviors, sadly, sometimes behaviors that that contradict our rational and analytical understanding. See, what happens is sometimes people let their limbic brain get out of control. They're not paying attention to what their own purpose, their own values are. And what happens is they get caught up in the moment and they join the wrong company. And then they don't want to take responsibility, so they blame other people's actions. Huh, kind of like a woman that has an affair on her husband on a business trip. It's a very powerful part of our brain. We have to make sure that we're staying in control of it. And the only way to do that is to have full, deep understanding of your value system and live by your values. But you wonder why companies have transactions and they don't have loyalty, and it's because they're not tapping into the limbic part of the brain. And those companies that do that change the way society behaves. Starbucks, Southwest Airlines, Harley-Davidson, Apple Computers. Those are, those are four big ones. Levi Jeans can be one. Walmart can be one. You guys will think of others. Brands, companies churches, denominations that you're so loyal to that if anybody talks about them, you get pissed off, just like politics. It's interesting when you, when you dig into this. Because if you will learn to start with your why, it will change you. Simon writes this, he says, People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. A failure to communicate why creates nothing but stress and doubt. When people go out and all they talk about is, man, you got to get in now. The timing's just right. This is what it's going to take, man. Get in here. you, you got to buy all this product. You're going to go to this level. It's going to kick butt. You're going to have spillover. You, you, come on and do it with us. People say, man, I'm just not sure. Okay, that's cool. I've got a, I've got a list. <clears throat> My top, i got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13 people on my list that I just want, I want to join me in my new business with my wife and their families and all that cool stuff. And you know what? I've contacted every one of them. And every one of them has said, I'm not, not, not sure I want to do that, Troy. Okay, cool, man. If the timing gets right, though, you let me know. Okay, we're going to keep watching what you're doing. Okay, that's great, awesome. And I'm on down the road because I know I don't need to manipulate somebody into joining me. That's just the name of the game. When I go talk to somebody about Jesus, I don't have to manipulate them. I'm learning not to even manipulate my kids. Because I understand it's the why, not the what. It's the, it's the, the inspiration, not the manipulation. And if I can just get people to see the why, then I'm going to be able to win their hearts before I win their minds. And see, to me, Art Williams taught me this. If you can win the heart of the people, you can change the world. Whether it's in business, whether it's in the church, 
whether it's in in the the uh, the the justice social justice side of things it doesn't matter what it is you can change the world it's not about having more information it's about having that gut feeling and I'll take somebody that says, Troy, it was a gut feeling over somebody that says, I rationalized out my decision. I hear so many times, and this just ticks me off. Well, Troy, I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to fast over it. Okay, that's cool. Now, that part's not what ticks me off. I, I do that myself. I'm, matter of fact, I had a little gal's app yesterday, and I sat here and, and prayed and analyzed where I wanted to place her because I want to do what's right for her, not what's right for me. Then I made the decision and I went with it. What irritates me is these people that will say they're going to do that, and then they never make a decision. Or worse yet, they say, I'm going to fast for 20 days. I'm going to base this on some biblical scripture. And then five days into it, they say, God spoke to me. Okay, I look at the fast in the Bible, and at the end of the fast, God spoke, not in the middle. you got to make a commitment. you got to know what it is. Because, see, what matters most in life isn't what you're able to see. It's what you can't see. In studying the brain, I had my aunt and uncle die with just within days of each other, really, a few years ago. My mom has siblings. And the doctors can tell you why their brains split apart and why they died. But I happen to know both of them better than the doctor did. And I know for a fact that my uncle, who was my favorite uncle of all time, I'll tell you, I think the reason his brain split apart and he died is because he never would fulfill his why. He ran from it and ran from it and ran from it, and the pressure finally got so big it just exploded. My aunt did the same thing. I believe when you run from your why and you know in your gut it's what you're supposed to be doing, and you run from it, you become the nastiest, grumpy, stinkingest person under the sun. You blame everybody else for the garbage in your life. You blame everything in society for why you ended up the way you ended up. And you die. Doesn't mean you won't go to heaven if you love Jesus. It just means you could have had so much more in life, folks. This book is phenomenal. Monday, we'll be doing Chapter 5, Clarity, Discipline, and Consistency. If you're brand new listening to our shows, you may be saying, this is really bizarre. I thought we were going to get a bunch of motivational stuff. This guy's in network marketing. I could care less about motivation. I want to give you enough nuggets from the greatest speakers, the greatest authors in the world to change your life forever. That's what I want to do. So, folks, have an awesome weekend. Be back here with us Monday morning on Beachside CEO, heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network. Bye now.